Well, August is National Black Business Month, and it's a time to recognize and support black businesses. Now, to black-owned businesses, as we mark National Black Business Month across the country, businesses headed by black entrepreneurs were hit particularly hard almost instantly when the pandemic took hold two and a half years ago. More than 40% were either forced to shut down or struggled to stay afloat. And this inspired many black executives to take action, and that still has momentum today. It's 4 p.m. Stand up. It's count time. It's time for every man and woman to stand up and be counted. I am Brother L.D. Azobra. I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Count Time Podcast. Did you know that August is National Black Business Month? Today we give you some background on the National Black Business Month. But first, let's hear from some entrepreneurs about why small business and especially black business are so important. Small business play an impeccable role inside of uplifting black communities. Businesses are able to intimately relate and connect with the unseen and forgotten. Starting a business allows one to change the trajectory of their family's legacy. 99% of businesses in the United States are small business. Only 7% of those businesses are black owned. Just going in there and looking at, being able to look at another face that looks just like ours. It means so much. And when that small businesses grow, they're able to impact the community. My first job came from an entrepreneur within my community who saw fit to try to give us an opportunity and try to teach us a skill. When folks have jobs, they have self-esteem, they have money, and they're able to live out their dreams. Take a chance and invest in your dream. Black business? Countdown podcast host Eldia Zobra has a lot to say about how Americans of the African diaspora have been labeled. Be sure to check out the full episode of Who Are You? Who are you? Very few of us can answer that question. Now, I guess a lot of us think about it, but very few of us can answer that question. Now, some of you might say, well, I'm a black man or woman. Negro man, African-American. This must be three to 400 year old question that has been lingering in our community for a long time. But in the beginning of the 1900s, our ancestors were enumerated as colored. Once they got away, once they got away from the word slavery, they started calling them colors. Even the census had them as colored. Why did the Europeans make such conscious effort to call our ancestors colors, black? So how did this annual celebration get started? It was created in 2004 when historian John William Templeton and engineer Frederick E. Jordan partnered to advance the policies affecting 2.6 million African-American businesses and develop greater economic freedom for black communities. It is intended to reflect on the history of black entrepreneurship, their impact on the United States economy, and the resilience of the black community. Here is an excerpt from an interview with John William Templeton. And this week's For the Culture, I spoke to historian John William Templeton, who founded Black Business Month in 2004. We're very close to achieving the promised land that Dr. King uh, prophesied in his uh, last speech. And so it's really about information and implementation. Believes that promised land is black businesses accounting for 10% of the nation's gross domestic product. 
Right now, it's at 4%. According to the latest census data, there are more than 3 million Black-owned businesses in our country. Now, here's the problem. Many look at supporting Black-owned businesses as an extra effort or a thought. It's not a natural instinct. Templeton says once that changes and people help small Black-owned businesses expand, he believes there will be a big economy boost. SpaceX. Uh, subsidized by the federal government. So we know how to make companies big. Uh, we just haven't done it for African-American companies. See black businesses the same way we see church and endeavor to spend 10% of our disposable income, uh, or particularly when we travel uh, with uh, black-owned businesses. Now, more than 13 billion federal dollars has been invested into black-owned businesses since the pandemic started. And with new legislation, constant education, Templeton hopes black businesses will continue growing. Okay, so joining me now is Latoya Williams-Belford, executive director of the nonprofit 15% Pledge. Thank you so much for joining us. Welcome. Hi, Amy. So glad to be here. So this is pretty cool. The name and the concept of your organization actually started from an Instagram post? Yes. Tell me about it. So our founder, Aurora James, a fashion designer and social entrepreneur, I took action in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic and the racial uprising and many companies declaring their support to the black community. She wanted a tangible application to ensure that that moment and continuing really was the change that we wanted to see. So she took to Instagram and she challenged retailers and corporations to dedicate 15 percent of their annual spend to black entrepreneurs. That's amazing. And, and historically speaking, black businesses have faced an uphill battle to survive. The pandemic obviously made things significantly worse. We actually have some statistics. Uh, only 1% of black business owners receive a bank loan in yeah. their first year. That is staggering. Yeah. Uh, only 4% of black uh, businesses last longer than 3.5 years compared to around 55.6% of all other businesses. Those are not just small numbers. Those are huge. How right. do you close gaps right. like those? Right. That's the, it's, a, it's a really big systemic yeah. issue. And I think at the pledge, the way we think about it is really big systemic issues need really innovative applications and, and ways of working. And what we do is we have 29 corporations that have signed the pledge retailers, and they take multi-year contracts to diversify their supply chains. And then on the other side of our work, we have a, a, a community of over 2,000 of the most innovative, fast-growing, emerging, and some very developed black businesses, and we make matches. And at the mm. core of our work, we know that because of systemic racism, we know because of you know historical inequity that black businesses need additional support, so we work with the retailers to really understand the journey of the black business. We want to ensure that black entrepreneurs have access to building generational wealth. And how can <laughs> consumers in general find ways to support black businesses and why should they? Yeah. So this is really, really important and, and, a, and a wonderful question. We always say, you know, when you have a really big systemic issue, the average person, average community member feels like there's no way to get involved, right? But our economic power as individuals is so great. So at the pledge, we have a consumer pledge. You can go to our website, you can take the consumer pledge. And what that means is intentionality, research, and being dedicated to using your economic power to support companies that are living their values. In the information age, you can do your research and really make sure that what companies say 
say they're doing, they're actually doing. And then you can really understand that buying black and supporting the buy black movement is so much more than a social media hashtag. We just appreciate your, your passion and your purpose. And thank you so much for being thank with you us. For having me. So 5% of the global market is within the US. And we tell businesses, why should you be limited to doing business within the US when 95% of the market is around the world? And you compete for contracts here, which is great, but you should include international business as a part of your portfolio, and the government has the export ecosystem to help you do that. My message to all the entrepreneurs out there is, hey, the U.S. is just the beginning. I believe if you set limitations for yourself, then you will bump up against yourself every time. There's a world out there that wants your product. You have to be willing and ready to go beyond your own borders. So don't stop. Look ahead, look forward, and again, hone it here in the U.S., and then expand across the world. Man can shackle the hand, man can shackle the feet, but only you can shackle the mind. The mind is free to travel wherever you dare to take it. Welcome to Count Time Podcast.